nothing tastes as good as a cup of the hanging tea. Ah. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guest. All righty, this is Robert Bain coming to you with another episode of Tea and Talk. Today is uh, Tuesday. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day. It's not, it's not very hot and it's not, it's a good, it's actually a very good day. It's a, it's a pleasant day here in the Bahamas. Today is actually the 21st of March. Like I always say, March is actually marching on very quickly. Uh, you know, when I um, when we start started this podcast, we started it for one particular reason, and that reason is to establish a space for for persons like myself uh, in the arts um, to to talk about things that are important to us, uh, cultural things, artistic things. Uh, just this basically to provide a space for artists like myself and my guests and persons of like mind. Um, Today we have a special guest. All guests that come on Tea and Talk, uh, they're special. And today we have uh, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia uh, Store Taylor from yes. from Georgia School uh, of Dance and Theater in Freeport, Grand Bahama, my hometown. Uh, but before we get started, uh, normally I like to share a, t a, a cup of tea uh, with my guests. I like to share a cup of tea with my guests, and today I decided that I will uh, explore uh, soursop. I got up today and I got some soursop leaves from a tree that I have in the back of the yard, you know. And they, you know, I like to actually share the information that I have about soursops and about the benefits of it, actually. And apparently it has some really interesting benefits. And um, uh, one of the benefits, some of the benefits they talk about is that it promotes uh, healthy digestion, digestion. It prevents constipation. It contains anti-cartagen uh, properties. I guess it fights cancer and stuff like that. Uh, yes. it, it fights uh, body inflammation. It stabilizes blood pressure. It helps prevent heart disease and fight against many kinds of bacteria. And it says it helps you sleep better. Now, let me just put throw my disclaimer in there, right? I'm no doctor, so I'm not recommending anything to you. I'm not saying that this thing is going to work for you. Of course, everything affects people differently. So if you're going to use this stuff, make sure you check your doctor at first, okay? And uh, the other thing I wanted to, to say is that the introduction of this podcast, uh, the, the music in, in the background was, was done by a young man by the name of Jason Ferguson. Uh, they call him Ming. And it's his version of Junkanoo, his new, his version of Junkanoo. It, you can hear the, the, um, the thread of Junkanoo in the music, which I thought, I think is really, really amazing. Um, so 
that's about it. We're having sauce up and we have this beautiful lady. And we're actually, technology is amazing because we're on, uh, we on our Zoom thing and then we have, and she's on the phone. So two things are happening at once. Um, so this is amazing. And you can talk to somebody. The world has just gotten so small. But anyhow, yes. Georgia, welcome to Tea and Talk. Thank you very much for having me, Mr. Bain. Robert is fine. <laughs> okay, Robert. Yes. Old school people, right? Old school people. Call them out of mister until they tell you it's okay to call them out of first. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Last time I saw you was in 2016 when you brought a group of dancers uh, to Nassau when we brought the, the Ailey Company in and they came and did the workshop. I was so, so happy to see. Uh, you had a number of them. And, uh, yes, I did. Yeah, and they did the Ailey workshop, and then the evening they went and, and they saw saw the show. And uh, right, yeah, I'm sure it was they benefited a very good from experience for them. Absolutely. Well, well, Georgia, um, before we get started, I uh, one of the questions that I normally like to ask the guests. Well, first of all, tell me a little something about yourself. Uh, so, I mean, I know that you are a student of Miss Bass. Yes. Uh, tell me something about yourself. And then you move down to my hometown, which is in Grand Baham, which is in Freeport. Yeah? Right? Yes. <laughs> tell me something about yourself, Georgia. Okay. Um, I'm a graduate of St. John's College, 1978 graduate. Mm -hmm. um, I attended the uh, Bahamas Sands Theater, which is called now, it used to be auxiliary of the Bahamas Sands Theater in Nassau, which was um, directed by Shirley Hall Bass. Um, and we were also instructed by Sherry Pinder. Um, I started at I think I was nine years old until I graduated from high school. Um, and that is where I got my dance training. Um, and honestly, it's something that I feel like I was always meant to be doing. But of course, you know, your parents direct you into different areas because they feel like dance wasn't the thing um, yeah. back in the day when I was coming up. So I had to try something else. Um, and then it, I still came back to it because it just it's just just where I was my meant I'm meant to be. Yeah, yeah. And I've been teaching now. This is my twentieth year with the uh, with the school, Good. and I, I'm I'm giving God praise and I'm thanking Him so much because it went by so quickly. Yes. I mean, it's so true that when you're doing something that you love, you don't feel it, and you just you know it just it's just a wonderful thing. And I feel blessed that I'm in a position to be doing something that is in my heart. Good. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm from I'm from Seagrave. I'm from Grand Mama too. Just so you know, I think I mentioned this to you. Yeah, and right. I'm always, you mentioned earlier. Yes, your sister. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm always excited when I when somebody I'm talking to somebody from Grand Mama. But the fact that that we could uh, connect from Grand Mama and do this podcast is just amazing. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I was about to ask a question, and one of the the question that I normally ask to begin the podcast, you know, we're now in the 50th an uh, year of anniversary of independence. The Bahamas, mm -hmm. right? And I normally ask the the, the question: uh, Where ha where have we come in fifty years in terms of the arts, in terms of the cultural development? Where have we come? Well, I, I don't think we've come far enough. That's the first thing. Okay. Um, there's there has been <coughs> just there has been change, um, substantial change. But I don't know that I feel like it's been in the right direction. Can I say that? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've I think we've we we started to focus more on what everybody else had to offer and what everybody else could bring to us as opposed to what we are, what we are all about. 
being proud of ourselves and taking ourselves to them also. I mean, it's okay to, to exchange um, culture. It's, it's okay to exchange anything, really, because we're not on this world uh, by ourselves. Right. Um, but I think what we need to do is appreciate who we are and what we have. And, and just as we are happy to bring somebody else in to teach our children, we should be just as happy to go and teach um, other children about us. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, com I completely agree with that. Um, how, how, um, how are you managing? Um, I know that during the, 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 the pandemic, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, all the schools had to close down. Um, we had to, to resort to teaching via Zoom which some of the students did not like. Uh, we lost no, a lot of students. Right. And we lost a lot of students. Uh, have you returned back to normal? Are things normal? Oh, back yes. To, yeah? Things are back to normal. Uh, we're doing the pandemic, um, the online classes. I personally didn't even like them because I'm a hands-on teacher. Right. Uh, very hands-on, which I think is important um, because, I don't know, to me, dance is just a hands-on thing. It's just not something you can teach over. And if the person has experience, if a student has um, in advance, I think they could probably just do an online online dancing. But for students that are learning, that ha that hands-on um, experience is very very vital. Right, I, I I completely concurred. We we lost a lot of our kids during that period as well. But the fact that some kids did did not like it, and like you, I am also an ha a hands-on teacher, and. Um, and we did our best, but we are slowly our kids. Sure yeah, our, our kids are slowly coming back into, mm -hmm. uh, coming back to uh, to the school. But how is how is how is dance being how's dance being received in Grand Bahama? I'm always, I left Grand Bahama many many years ago, and so I basically, <clears throat> I think I've been back there, uh, with regard to dance. I've been back there twice. I brought the national company in there twice. I think uh, I was in. The, Nineteen ninety-seven or eight, or something like that, and then the next time it came back was in two thousand and five, or something like that. Uh, but how is, I mean, how is dance in in Freeport? I mean, what's the the atmosphere like? Uh, what's what is the feeling? Uh, are there many schools? Um, are there lots of dancers being trained? Uh, or do you have all the students? <laughs> is Masala still operating? Uh, <laughs> No, um, Ms. Silas closed. I think her daughter is still doing something on a small scale. And of course, you have Bahamas Dance Theater, um, Julian Colley and Rosalind Colley. They're still here. Mm -hmm. And I think there's another, ch as a church group that also has a small um, uh, gathering of dancers. Uh, but the thing is, you have to realize with Grand Bahama, we've lost a lot of uh, population right. during the years um, with the storms and closing of some of the major um, industrial companies. So we've lost a lot of people. And so we're dealing with a smaller community. The thing is, to me, the atmosphere in Grand Bahama right now is where that we have, we have a lot of young students. Okay. Um, they're from the, I, I take students from the age of four um, and to, you know, take them to a, to a teenager, teenagers when they graduate from high school. And I find that the, the lower levels, um, I have like, I've had to turn people down um, but my teenage level is is much smaller, mm -hmm. um, and I think um, 
of course, it has a lot to do with, you know, teenagers that have dad kids that, that have been dancing with you from they were like four years old and then they become 12, 13 years old. And now they want to, you know, be more social and they want to do things that they want to do rather than being um, confirmed to conform to a dance class like they have been done all, all those years. But I think the unfortunate thing about that is what I try to explain to the parents is, yes, they may feel that way, but you've invested so much time and money into them over the years, becoming um, a better dancer and perfecting this craft, then now is not the time to let them have their way and, and, and stop. Mm -hmm. This is where you put your foot down and you say to them, look, we've been, you've been doing this, you're going to do this. Right. And when they get to a level of high school, then fine. If they, I mean, college, if they want to quit, that's fine. But I think they should be, um, you know, made to stay in, in dance class. I, do you find it that, that way over there in, in NASA that you have more students in the lower levels than you in the, than in the teenage level? Yes, yes. Or you're do. just, you're, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. 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 They, they actually fade away. Now, sometimes they go into different um, sports like track and field or soccer or whatever the case may be. That is, you know, that's sometimes the case also. But I find that a lot of them just quit because they want to be going to the social events and you know, dance on Saturday all day. And so they can't go to the social events if they have to come to class on Saturday all day, uh, you know, and all this sort of stuff. So I think our, our parents need to um, understand that teenagers need to be focused. And if you've been sending them to dance for so long, now is not the time to let them have their own way and go and do what they feel like doing. It's, it's rather disheartening, right? When you spend so many years trying to uh, prepare a child and uh, just when you're about to get to the tip of that hill, mm -hmm. they decide that, that peak, that peak, and they pull that on you, right? That is, yep. that is, we yeah. we experience that a whole lot. And uh, yes, and the thing is, they they become your children. Yeah. So you 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 feel that because you see the talent, you see the potential, mm -hmm. and you know, just like they just get thrown to the wayside. And and I I I just can't understand. My daughter always says to me, "Mommy, you have to let the people." Do what they want to do with their children. Mm -hmm. But they, they become my children, though. Mm -hmm. Having them from three years old, mm -hmm. I mean, they become mine. Yeah, as well. that's, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, know, I know about that. You know, yeah, I know about that. I know that very well. Yeah. Um, I, I know about spending time with these children and watching them actually grow right in front of your eyes and, um, and going through some of the things, the, the growing up pains that they go through, uh, you, right. know, uh, you know. So, yeah, I do understand that very well. Do you, do, do you think that persons, well, I'm not talking about only Freeport, but uh, generally, do you think persons understand uh, what it takes to actually create a dancer, to train a dancer, to produce a dancer? Do you think they have any idea or, or any appreciation for it? Unfortunately, Robert, in the Bahamas, I can speak from my experience, dance is a social event. Mm -hmm. It's someplace to take the children after school a couple of days a week mm -hmm. or on Saturday. And you have your dance recital and you're happy, oh, the pretty costumes, oh, yeah, that, that. And that's pretty much the extent of the parental involvement. Right. They don't see it as something that can actually be a career for right. their child. Uh -huh. They don't see it as something that, just like a, like, like a, a, a student has to train in track and field and they have to train consistently, very hard, and, and everything has to become more and more intense as they go along. Dance is pretty much the same thing. Um, but I don't think we get the respect that the track and field athletes get. I don't know if, if it's because we haven't had very many dancers go off and become... Um, but that's not even true because we've got Miss um, Courtney, Courtney Spears is her name. Yeah, Courtney Spears, yeah. We've got Courtney. She's doing excellently well. 
Um, she's come back. She's brought it back to the Bahamas. She's been teaching during the summertime. Like you say, my kids attended a workshop that she was a part of with the Alvin Ailey group, and um, they loved it. And they absolutely. I, I even have a student right now. She's in school in Florida, mm-hmm. and her, her dream is to become an Alvin Ailey um, dance, stu- dance student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's determined, and she's doing everything that she can to get into that arena. But of course, it's not an easy thing to do. Right. Um, Money is usually a factor with her because you know she's a, her mom is a single mother, and so when um, Alvin Ailey comes down to Florida, and if it's not in the area that she's in, getting her to that place, having a place to stay, paying for the classes, it's just been a, lot, a bit much. But I'm trusting God that He's going to make a way for her. Well, you know, but, um, um, I. I... Well, I don't want to preempt this, but I, I think Courtney is moving back home in some time during the summer, so she okay. will be she will be available. Uh, I have not really um, spoken to her, but she has posted it actually that she will be returning home. And I, saw, I saw that. Right. Yeah. I saw that. Um, yeah, but it's it it is. Um, I think personally, I think we are where we are now in terms of dance and dance education. Uh, and I think it's the fault of the the practice, practitioners themselves, the dancers, the teachers, and all that. A lot of persons are in this for just to make a couple of dollars, and not to not for the bigger picture of what it could do right. for for the country, um, mm-hmm. um, in so many different ways. You know, educationally, uh, the opportunities that it it can provide if if a student is uh, is is uh, serious. I mean, look at it right now. We have two huge complex. They just opened a a baseball field. Uh, they have a they have two track stadiums here in Nassau. All right, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. because the persons in that area who who represent that area in track and field and baseball they agitated. They were there. They made themselves available. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel personally. I feel that dancers are. Uh, dance teachers, the practitioners, I, either they don't understand or they're just completely selfish. Um, but um, we're, we haven't agitated for anything. I mean, recently they just closed the National Dance School and it, re- it really means nothing to nobody, you know? So they all really the, did? I didn't even know that. The National Dance School has been closed now, going on about four years now. It's about, yeah, it's, it's actually closed. And that school opened in 1976. Um, it would have been uh, the school was uh, been existing now for like what forty five years. And so, and, why did they close it though? Well, it's it's a lot of lot of I, I would think it's part of it is politics and uh, yeah. persons not having uh, any understanding or interest in this particular aspect of art or people just. Isn't that sad? It's always Isn't that and, sad? and in this country, it's always the politician that that that. Um, it's always the politician. So we are we are reaping what we have sown. We have actually sown nothing. And so as a result, we will uh, reap absolutely nothing if, if we don't yeah. change change the traject- right. trajectory of this whole thing. Um, I agree. So I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I know like of late, I've started to bring some of the kids from Freeport. I don't know if you have any kids at your school that might be interested, but I, I'm bringing a couple of the kids here because we have a national company that has existed from, from, from 1992. And like one of my guests said that, you know, everything seemed to be Nassau-centric. You know, you say National Dance uh, Youth Choir, and everybody's from Nassau. You say National mm-hmm. Dance Company, and everybody's from Nassau. And I'm saying, no. 
a couple of years ago, I started to bring people in that you know, like Michael Miller, uh, uh, who's uh, deceased now, uh, Michael Higgs, uh, Shara Goldsmith. I brought in um, Julian Cawley and Karen Bain. All these kids have actually come in uh, to Nassau to perform with the company. And so I started uh -huh. that process again. And so okay. and uh, I would like to really tie Grand Bahama back into the National Dance Company. Now, it's a very expensive undertaking. Uh, but, you know, we're constantly asking for funds to bring them in. We have to bring them in and we have to find some place for them to stay. We have to purchase right. a ticket. Uh, some, right. Sometime we're able to have families that can help us out while, while they're here. But I think it's necessary mm -hmm. that we not only focus on Nassau, we focus on, on Freeport, Abaco, um, any island that we can find. Just make the, make the opportunity available to any any Bahamian student that is, is that is in a position to 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 partake of the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. So that is my goal right now. Since we're we're getting ready for independence, and we know that uh, we're going to be asked to do certain things. You know. Um, mm -hmm. So I would like to involve uh, uh, um, kids from Grand Bahama so that. In, 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 in 20 years, they too can talk about the, the experience. They too, in 50 years, they too can talk about right. the experience. Right, like, like how you have the experience of dancing on Clifford Park for independence. Tell us about that. Oh, wow, that was so, that was awesome. You know what, you know what I really liked about it more than anything else? Mm -hmm. Is like, that was the first time all the dance schools that I, that, that the boy in existence, Alex Abim, um, the uh, Shirley Hall Bass, Hubert and um, David, Mr. Farrington. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was the only three at the time, was it? Yeah. I, Alex I, Beam. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and we got, we, we, we actually got to perform as one, one country, one people. And then that, that is what resonated to me as a, as a, a 12 year old child at the time. Okay. That was a, that's an experience I will never, ever, ever forget. Never. Cause it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know we met we met musicians like Natty. Natty who used to beat the the, the drums. The right. gentleman used to beat the yes, drums. Yes, Natty. Yes, he was. You know, Mr. Farrington taught a, an aspect of the dance. Um, Mr. Alex Abim's um, students taught an aspect of the dance. Miss Bass taught an as aspect of the dance. The musicians were there from all over, I suppose, the island. But you know, some of them I didn't really know personally. But that experience was just really a beautiful, beautiful experience. Yes. I mean, personally, twelve years old, I didn't understand the. Um, the whole importance of the independence per se, but the celebration itself and what it brought to us as dancers and the camaraderie that it brought to us as dancers, it was fantastic for yeah. me. Uh, I can only imagine. I was in you Grand know? I was in Grand Bahama, so I didn't I, I just heard about okay. it. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Yes, that was beautiful. I, I oh my goodness. I can I can remember just about everybody that I could see it right now, dancing on the stage and then going down onto the field. It was really fantastic. I, I, I'm only sad that you know, normally when they show pictures of the independence back in, in 1970, was it 1973? Yes. That you don't see much of the dancing part of it. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I, I suppose those things have gotten lost along the way. Well, you know something, I remember hearing something and it might be... Um, untrue but somebody told me that some time ago they went to florida where um i guess lots of stuff were archived 
and they found some stuff actually. So, uh, but really? I, yeah, but I've never seen it. I, I just heard about it. I'm not calling the name of the person that actually. Did told, I understand? Yeah, yeah. They worked at the Ministry of Tourism at that time as well. Okay. So, so they found all this, uh, this footage of independence, etc. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, I'm hoping that our students, our kids, can have that that experience uh, for the next fifty years. Uh, um, I would, I would, I would like to see uh, so many things happen here because uh, I think Bahamians have so much to offer. I mean, not not only in, in in track and field and all those other things, and but right, right. I think Bahamians are. I personally, and I say this, and I repeat this, and I preach this all the time. I think Bahamians are, if not the smartest people in the world, they are among the smartest people. In the world, and like we say, and in, as well. right? And like we say in 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 the Bahamas, the whole and entire world, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so you know, I think that is important. But um, so I, in my last podcast, I I spoke to um, I was talking to three young ladies, um, and we we kind of covered a lot because you know, I mean, tea and talk is basically you know we conversate, we talk. Uh, um, I ask questions, uh, you answer them, you can ask me questions, you know, we, we're basically having a conversation. But we had right. talked about um, about folk dancing, and uh, again, prior to that, uh, I had talked to somebody who, who, who believed that uh, we should not really focus on classical training, uh, we should just basically just, uh, uh, just focus on the folk and that's it, forget the classical training. And so I wanted to get their opinions of that. But before they did, before they were able to express their opinion, I just wanted to say something to them. And what I said to them was that we talk about folk dancing, but a lot of our folk dancing is not codified. It's not codified. It's not really, it's nothing that had been, nothing was created. Like you go in some African countries or some Caribbean countries, um, or, for example, you go. You talk about. Uh, let's talk about Jamaica. I always use Jamaica as an example, uh, where mm-hmm. um, I learned about the Maroon people through Rex Nadelford. Uh, they went into the mountains and they developed these dances, of brucking and kumana and and all these different dance styles that they brought in. And so they teach. When you talk about kumana or talk about brockings, they know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, they even have the the dance steps to represent that. Uh, right. They even have sequence of dances that they can do. Now you go to some other countries; they they have dances that have lasted for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, things have evolved in years. I mean, people right. things have changed. I mean, we we went from playing African music with the drums to this now Afro Afro beat and stuff like that. Right. So things right, have right, things right. things have evolved, but a lot right. of our stuff like heel and toe poker, quadrilles, all that stuff, I don't, nothing has happened. And when we codify something. We codify it in a way that we take the idea of heel and toe poker, we, we create something, and it's passed from generation to generation to generation. So when somebody says, what is the heel, heel and toe poker? And we're able to present the heel and toe poker. Right. I think the closest to that I've seen is from Cat Island um, right. with Aussie King and, and the, what, and, um, uh, the Cat the Island... Brothers. Right, the Cat Island Mites who've actually... 
um, um, who did that, and apparently they were doing that from from children. But I don't, I don't think I think they, the Ministry of Culture tried many years ago to have Aussie King. I think he's probably I think he's probably passed now. But to yeah, have him co- right to have him come in and teach the quadrille. But we have had we have not really created anything that goes from generation to generation to generation. Right. What right. has happened is that. People are aware of the Kong style. People are aware of a heel and toe poker. People are aware of quadrilles. And what they do is they make this stuff up. To me, I think makes no sense. Uh, if you're going to do heel and toe poker, do heel and toe poker. Don't do heel and toe poker and then put Kong style in it and something else in it and say it's heel and toe poker because it's not. So what is your opinion on that? Before I get to uh, the next well, my thing, I'm all about versatility. Okay. Let's be real. I'm, I'm absolutely about versatility. I don't think that, like I say, none of us are islands. We are, we are meant, I think that God's intention was that the world would, would come together in, 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 in positive ways. No, and nobody diluting the other person um, per se, but we come together and we learn from each other so that we can become bigger as people, right. as a world. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to dance, I feel like versatility is extremely important. Yes, I think the classical dance training is necessary and it also helps because if our children are gonna go abroad to become dancers um, or even just to be trained, there's a certain level of, 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 of classical that they need to be aware of. Otherwise, they're going to get left behind or they're gonna be discouraged. So you can't just say, oh, we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna, we don't have to teach the classical. Yeah, we, we do have to treat, teach the classical basics classical basics now if you don't want to take a kid into point shoes fine but they should know the basic level of of of, of classical ballet because it's to me it's a basis of everything else that they do right it you provides, know you pro- can see a child like just just for example let's use the heel toe poker a child that does the heel toe poker um that doesn't have dance training will look completely different from a child that has dance training Absolutely. has the right posture you know and and when they do a heel and toe poker so it enhances would we do? And that's how I feel. I think I think versatility is very, very important. I would love to learn the Jamaican folk dance. I would love to learn Chinese folk dance. I would love to learn um, Indian folk dance. I'd love to learn all of them. I'd love my children to have the experience of learning all of those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a learning experience. Life is a learning experience. Absolutely. You know, when we play music, we don't just play um, Bach music. We play Beethoven, we play whoever, all these other people, you know, you play everybody's music. Mm-hmm. So why can't we do everybody's dance if we have the opportunity to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, um, now, yeah, it's fine to do everybody's dance, but not to, 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 uh, to take it on as our own. Oh, no, no, no. That's not right. what I'm talking about. Right. I'm not talking about taking it on as our own. No, 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 right. no. Absolutely. Right. Like I was saying, they give to us and we give to them. Right. Well, so, that's 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 yeah yeah that's it's expo- it, You you learn from it. It's a learning process. Uh, absolutely. I think, I think when you stop learning is when you die. Uh, right. Uh, but classical ballet to me provides the tools that a dancer need. And if our dancers are going to compete, they need to study classical ballet. Absolutely. Now, now folk and in terms of our folk dancing, um, I think that. Um, I think that it needs to be developed. It hasn't been developed. I think since uh, Zabine and, uh, and prior to that, Ms. Bass and the rest of everybody that that uh, that tried to create something, nobody has done anything. I know Alex Zabine, for example, uh, did some research on dance here in the Bahamas. And basically, mm-hmm. a lot of the steps that we do to this day are based on some of the things that he said. 
Um, Madame Lavinia brought a lot of stuff here too. And so she brought a lot of stuff here and people do not, do not know where to, to draw the line. A lot of stuff that she brought here was based on her experience in the Caribbean. Example, uh, she brought a lot of stuff from Haiti because uh, when, mm -hmm. she, um, when she was, uh, she followed her teacher who was Catherine Dunham. And she moved and she went to Haiti as well to actually uh, study the dances of, of Haiti. And she moved around the Caribbean uh, from Guyana to, to Jamaica. Uh, she moved around the, the, the Caribbean and she also learned stuff there. But when she came here, in 1976, about 75, 70, and 76, uh, to establish the National Dance School, she brought a lot of stuff in. She brought in the Yuval Lu. She brought in the the uh, uh, Ibo. She brought in the uh, Lindian. She brought in a lot of stuff. She brought in the stick dance. She brought all that stuff in from 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 stuff that are, that's already established. That was already right. established in those countries. Right. And so, for us, we need to do the same thing here in the Bahamas. Establish our own stuff. So, because the thing about it too, a lot of our stuff have a lot of similarities of some of the stuff that people do around, like Kong style. She said that uh, it looks, the Kong style looks like something in Haiti called the Mazun, you know? So um, I just so think the that... The history of dance, the history of dance is something that we, I myself personally have not ever had a, a, a class in dance history per se. Now, um, Jillian Springer, who was also a, a, a dancer of Shirley Hall Bass, she was just one of the teenagers that we looked up to as children growing up. Mm -hmm. And she's very knowledgeable um, about dance history. So right. I, I, I basically feed on her right. for the most part. Okay. Um, but like you said, with, with our dance, with our folk, folk dance, um, the only folk dance that I know is what we did, we, we did as children. Mm -hmm. Um, I can remember the routines to this day. And in fact, I'm teaching the routines to my children as we speak because we're doing a Bahamian play that I've written called The Bahamian Tale. Mm -hmm. And it is absolutely Bahamian from head to toe, straight through, right down to choreography, mm -hmm. right down to music, right down to acting, the script, even the music that I'm using. Um, I have a, a dance in there um, by the Chick Chani. That's a part of the production as well. And that music that I'm using is something that was... Um, composed by Mr. Justilian because Chris. I wanted it to be all Bahamian. Yes, Chris, he was so generous. He was so gracious. I'm so grateful to him. Um, and so I'm trying to bring the pride of what we are and who we are. And I'll be honest with you, um, Robert, I thought it was going to be like pulling teeth. Mm -hmm. These children are absolutely enjoying this. You hear me? They're enjoying this experience. Good. And I'm so grateful. And it showed me, it shows me that um, it's not that our children won't love who they are and they and won't um, appreciate their culture. We, as a generation, have dropped the ball and we've we've walked away from it and we've we've taken on other people's um, people's um, stuff and mm -hmm. and and totally disregarded our own. Right. And and I'm like, how is God gonna bless us if what He's given us we don't appreciate? You're we right. have to appreciate our own things first. We have to be just as happy to go and say, okay, Mr. Robert Bain, can you come to Freeport and teach a summer workshop? As I am to say, go and ask somebody from Chicago to come and teach the children. You should be the person I should call in first right. to come and teach our children. Yeah. And then and then we could branch out, Right. you know? But we, we do the opposite. We think that everything is so much better than what we are, and, and we disregard our own things, and we need to we just stop that. And I'm determined that if only for well, however long the Lord gives me the ability to teach dance and to be a part of these children's community, that I am going to let them and teach them to understand and appreciate 
who they are as Bahamians, what they are as Bahamians. There you go. There you go. Well said. Well said. We have we have a lot of work cut out. I am I I have a book coming out in um April. You said that you okay. the history. It took me about eighteen almost almost twenty wow. years to actually write. Um wow. I felt the need to to at some point in one podcast I'll talk about it a bit more in depth. Uh but I find that we have a lot of persons that contribute, like Ms. Bass, Mr. Farrington, um, Mr. Zabane, uh, some persons have passed on, nobody talks about them anymore. Um, it's like they never existed. Um, right. And so I wanted to see if I could begin a process. It's not, it's not the end-all, be-all book. Basically, uh, it's just something to, to start, to start a narrative, to start something. And hopefully uh, what I found will inspire somebody else to even dig a little deeper. You know, but we yes. can be living... I'm already, interested. I'm already interested in reading the book. Well, uh, the University of... Uh, um, they're waiting on it. It should be out in April. Um, okay. And, yeah, it'll be out in April. Um, but uh, And there are other books, too, that I've, that I've written that I'm, I'm, I will work on a bit further to get it out as soon as possible, like a book for high school and senior high school. We need workbooks. Um, I've done other research and stuff like that. Hopefully, in, in future, we'll, it'll, it'll come out. But we need to do more of that. Um, <clears throat> we need to do more stuff like that so that people will think that we're serious. People don't think that we're, we're, we're very serious. I remember Winston Saunders, he used to always ask the question, why are we so barbaric to each other? Um, <clears throat> why don't we treat each other better? We are intelligent beings. We are very intelligent yes. beings. It's yes. To be able to create, to do, which I see you do some <clears throat> amazing work down in Grand Bahama. You do some massive stuff. I've seen your, the, your, your promos for your, um, your Lion King or something dealing with the Lion King. Um, Circle of Life. Circle of Life. Um, I've seen I've seen the the ads for things that you've done, uh, you know. And I said, Jesus, she she, she goes large, you know. But you know, <laughs> that is what we need. And I wish more persons would actually do that. And I and I, and I think you are just uh, you're doing what you you were taught, and you're doing what you you right. were exposed to. And, right, and, the performing and, arts. It's not just dance, but a performing arts. Right, you're doing what you uh you were exposed to through Ms. Bass, and, absolutely. Yeah, and so that that is a wonderful thing, and we need to mm -hmm. to when we think about dance and passing it on, we need to think right. the same way of these young people coming up that they can mm -hmm. do the same thing. But uh, as long as I have breath, breath in this little body that God has given me, uh, I will continue to talk about dance. Uh, because it is important. It has a it it has its place, and we need it to does. we need to to let people know exactly where it it belongs. Because it's not only it it goes beyond the performing arts. And you Absolutely. start and we start talking earlier about the children that is affected by it. And when you affect that child, you're not only affecting them in physical ways, but you are affecting them in emotional ways. You're creating Absolutely. very... Spiritually, emotionally, all everything they could possibly need. And not only that, the confidence that is developed in a dance student that I see, I, I, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a gift, but I have found that I get students that come in, they are very sheltered, very closed in. 
And through dance and through communicating with them that they have an ability to be so much more than they are letting themselves be, that if the, the confidence that is developed in these children, it is it is it 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 blows my mind. Even like when we do productions and I choose a student to play a particular part and you know, the other parents, you know, because the parents, they would notice our children, other people's children. They'd be like, but she's so shy. I, how you could pick her to be that? And let me tell you, Robert, by the end of the production, they'd be like, oh, my goodness. Yes. Didn't know that was in her. Yeah. But that is what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's what, what we, it's all about. You know, back in the day, parents, I think parents of old, if I could say it that way, um, they, they introduced their kids to dance, to the arts. Because they were so aware of the benefits of it. Absolutely. You know, the they... sense of community. Exactly. Uh, the sense of acceptance. Exactly. You know, the sense of, of, of encouragement. You know, when a, when a student in, in you know, I, I emphasize this so much in my school, is like when you, when you have a natural ability to do something and somebody is struggling with that, you don't think yourself better than them. You think yourself as blessed and you do your, your best to try and help that person as much as possible. Yes. Because... The last man is the man is the man that everybody's going to see. So right. we want everybody on the same level. Right. All the older all the older students, those are your little sisters. They look up to you. Right. You have to conduct yourself as as a lady. You have to 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 show them how you you care about each other. When there's a, a conflict, you have to learn how to um, sensibly and intelligently dissolve that conflict because the most important thing is that when when we're in a position to be together, God has made that position possible. Yes. You didn't bring yourself here. Absolutely. You are here for his reason. So you have to look at that as, you know, why am I here? Must be a good reason for me to be here. Yes. And let me t make the best of this ex experience, make the experience as, as good as it can be for the people around me and, and, and become a community. Yes. So yes. that we can be the best that we could possibly be together. Yes. Georgia, this, this conversation is, it's amazing. We need to do this again very soon. Um, um, I think it's just so much that we need to, to share. I, I, I also said in one podcast is that we, we personally need to start doing stuff to, to pull people into our web. That's how the people in sports have been able to, to actually do it. We need to, to, to educate people. We need to do podcasts like these. Uh, we need to put up subliminal messages that people know that we exist, create TV programs right. to know that we exist. Um, we need to actually take this in our hands and our hands and not put it in somebody's hands who that we have right. to do, depend on. We need to do these no. things by ourselves because they're not going to do it. They're, they're not, not going to do it. Passion, they follow talk. They follow talk, right? Absolutely. So we need to do this by ourselves <laughs> so that we can get some, some results and hopefully somebody will, will get to, to notice that we actually ex exist. And so we need right. to educate them, find, uh, I guess, um, ways to educate public uh, right. the, the, the general public. We're doing the National Dance Company is actually doing a concert uh, in uh, in May, and one of the, the one of the things that we want to do is that um, the first night of the concert we want to make it a free concert for the public. Um, okay. Right, because we need we think it's important that people see, and so we can't talk talk talk. We we need to right. actually uh, show. Uh, people exactly mm -hmm. what we are talking about. So we're we're going to do that. Um, before uh, before we end this program, I'd like to say that if you wish to advertise on this program, uh, you get an ad read or sponsor the, the whole program. You can actually reach me at T and Talk twenty twenty three. 
uh, Bahamas at gmail.com. Okay, that's uh, tea and talk 2023.bahamas at gmail.com. Now, Georgia, before we, we end this program, um, you, you've said a once a bunch of wonderful things. I, 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 we, we have to do this again. Um, you, are, you are a feisty boy. <laughs> well, I am, without yes. even trying to be. Yes, <laughs> you are feisty. <laughs> That's the passion be in it. You I know, know. People be like, oh my goodness. So she don't hold back. I don't know how to hold back. No. I'm a dancer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All you, right. You so know, as a dancer, you're told not to hold back. Just right. give it your all. Yes. And that is just my personality on the whole. Yes. So yes. Um, I mean nothing by it. I'm just that's just I'm when I'm passionate about something, the energy in my body just controls me and it takes over. Yeah. And and that's what happens? Yeah, well, I, I really appreciate that. And like I said, this program for me is to talk to people of like mind. And I am pretty much the same as well. And everybody, you don't have to ask what I'm thinking. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. See, we, we don't have time for the misunderstanding. No, you know? no, too old for that. Um, yeah. Um, before we end, end the program, though, Georgia, I always ask my guests the question uh, um, about, I mean, well, I ask them. Quite simply, uh, to you, what is Bahamian? My Bahamian, to me, Bahamian is community. Bahamian is uh, caring. Uh, Bahamian is growing. Unfortunately, we grow, growing, but we've grown away from who we are. And I want to change that yes. because we are caring people. We are uh, people that are, like you said, we are very intelligent, we're very smart, and we're very talented. Mm -hmm. And so I think that now, our Bahamas now has to become a, a, a country of people that bring everything that they have, the best that they have together, so that we can develop and, um, and share ourselves, so that the world can see us for more than just a tourism destination. Yes. Because we are so much more than that. Much more than that. Absolutely. Much more than that. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes. And God lives here. <laughs> so Absolutely. You just want Vacations, to... <laughs> darling. Vacations. Come. Hello. Yes, go. <laughs> yes. Well, Georgia, it's been like amazing to talk to you. Uh, um, Same here. And we need to do this again. Um, and hopefully when it's done again, I will probably be in Freeport with this equipment and then we could do it. Uh, we could really sit down and have a tea, have a cup of tea. And, that would be fun. You, really you can have your sour soft and I can have my mango leaf. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have my mango <laughs> leaf as well. There, there you go. So um, until that, until the next time, until uh, we hook up again, Georgia. Uh, yes, it was, it looking was, forward to it. It was so good to talk to you. And thank you for, thank you. for your contribution. And we should, we should talk very soon. My pleasure. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. You are listening to Tea and Talk. You're listening to the podcast Tea and Talk. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.